let's face it, getting older sucks. Getting older in the age of social media is even worse. Do you hate it when people tell you to age gracefully? Do you want to know how to live your best life at any age? Well, so do we. First rule, don't call me ma'am. Now, here's Jody Miller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Don't Call Me Ma'am. I'm Jody Miller, and don't fucking call me ma'am. Um, having said that, my guest today is actually the only person in the entire world I allow to call me ma'am. Yes, mm -hmm. there's one. Anyone else can go fuck themselves, but this person in particular is actually allowed to call me ma'am. Uh, we've been friends for almost 15 years now. I not only is he one of my favorite comics, he's one of my favorite people. He was the host of What's the Fashion on E, was a judge on that funny dance show, currently is the host of TikTok on YouTube, new season starting in the fall. He's so unbelievably funny. He also worked on Funny You Should Ask, which was such a pleasure to work with him and have weird office parties for people's birthdays together. Uh, he's so fucking funny. Put your hands together right now, and I know you're not driving, so I know you can clap, for Justin Martindale. Oh, I hope they're driving. I hope they are driving and clapping. Why not? At the same time, right. Live large, live yes, large. Everything's do doomed. At this point, today could be your last day. Who cares? Yeah. Hi, ma'am. <laughs> See? Like when he says it, it's fine. <laughs> it's also because you're from the South. Yes. Well, and it's a joke. I mean, I as 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 long as I can remember, Jody and I always see each other at the comedy store. And when we see each other, the first word out of our mouth is ma'am. 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 Uh, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. And it's just something that has just stuck with us. And yes. I'm not giving up anytime soon. And no. I love that this is the name of the podcast, by the yeah. way. So. And yes, and you're the only one. You get to come on because you're the only one that can call me ma'am. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I feel like ma'am is slightly being replaced by Karen. And <gasps> no. I, I mean, somebody asked me the other day, like, which would I rather be called, a Karen or a ma'am? And I'm like, it's a ma'am. Yeah, probably ma'am because Karen is obnoxious and irritating and annoying. <clears throat> and ma'am mm -hmm. is just ma'am. I know, and I feel my heart really goes out to all those women named Karen who oh, aren't I have a necessarily yeah. a Karen. Yes. Oh, my God. I have so many friends that are named Karen, and they're, like, adorable. I don't even know what who picked the name Karen. Um, What's the origins of Karen? The origins of Karen, I think it's just, I want to say it happened during the, the Black Lives Move, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, where, you know, you just get these angry... Midwestern looking women with that, um, uh, what's her name? Who was that lady? Um, eight is enough. Uh, Kate Gosselin kind of oh haircut. Oh my God. You said yeah. eight and is I, enough, by the way, which was a television show enough. in the eighties. But uh, Kate, <laughs> eight, eight, yes. Yeah. Eight isn't enough, apparently. Eight, apparently not. Then the name should be Kate, by the way. It is that Midwest, it's that, you know, woman who always asks for the manager, middle-aged. Yeah. But I think it's, I think Karen, just because it's that Midwestern, mm. milky, um, just always <laughs> never satisfied. Never. You know, tips less than ten percent on everything. Oh, Just fuck that yeah. bitch. And it's that, and it's that, and it, it, it it's the um the vocalization of it. It's Karen. Yes, it, it is. It has that. It That's, has that Karen. It really I'm does. A, oh, it just gets you right there. It's like when you yeah. eat something sour and you get that little like tang, like right. And yes. Like, mm. It's like mm, yes, love. And it. you don't. And and millennials and zillennials. I mean, that's not a name they are seeing. It's it's one of those like. 
names that are kind of slowly disappearing. It you really is. There's not, there's not like a, a hot chick in Hollywood or uh, on TikTok named Karen. No, there is so not. I think, I, so I think during all the um, the the Black Lives Matter protests, when you see all these women acting out and acting stupid, these kids are just like, Karen. Karen. Let's calm down. Having said that, Karen, I think the name Karen will make a, res- like a resurgence because everything old becomes new again. Um, like give it like give it like 10, 20 years, I think. Yeah, like 10 or 20 years, and then yeah. they'll look back and they'll be like, Your grandma was a Karen and what a bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean it's because there's like people naming their kids like Opal and Pearl and they're all just that they're, they have birdie. to get every color, yes, mm-hmm. every breed of bird. It's just <laughs> breed of bird. <laughs> like Robin, Blue Jay, mm-hmm. uh Ooh, Cardinal. Cardinal. Hey Cardinal, mm-hmm. come here, Cardinal. When I get my baby, maybe I'll go with Cardinal. Cardinal B, like Cardi B. And just oh my it. God, yeah. Cardinal B. Now that's yeah. a TikTok uh, star. Having said that, <laughs> here's, I don't know, do you feel this pressure for me? I mean, TikTok, you know, it's not brand new, but it's pretty new. And, and I feel Two like years, the yeah. quarantine, I feel like the quarantine, though, really like, you know, launched it into the stratos- stratosphere. I had so much like resistance to join mm-hmm. and make videos. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Another thing Another I thing. have to do to keep things moving. I was actually so angry and I actually asked a lot, of, a lot of my friends, I'm like, if you don't do it, I won't do it. Like no one should do it in our group because it's like, I can't, it's just one more thing. And of course I broke down and did it and I've got like five followers. Oh, um, congratulations. Thanks. I know it's a pretty big yeah. deal. Um, but I mean, so wait, are you, are you, tic- you are obviously on TikTok? Yeah. Let me break it down for you. Okay. My experience and what Please. I know about TikTok. Cause I was in the same boat as you. Okay. I was in the, in the main room, green room of the comedy store one night and Christina Pazitsky, who posts all these like random TikToks. Yes. Of other people. Of other people. And great. I was just like, what in the hell is this? And and she was like, "Isn't it crazy?" And I'm like, "I hate it, but I'm obsessed with it." And right. so, like you, I got on it and was just kind of figuring it out. And it's it's so it's wonderful for like a creative space. If you are into a creative space, if you want to right. be a creator, it's great. However, it can seriously make you the most depressed person. <laughs> in the world because it's all about validation. It's all about wanting to get the right hashtags. It's all about getting seen. And if the content is worthy of being on the hashtag for you page, like if it's on the for you page, it'll go into everybody. And that's like billions and billions of people watching. It's also terrifying for like teenagers because it's such a, um, a youth outlet. And I got caught where I was like watching these people, these, you know, youngsters, youngsters coming into my, (laughs) coming into my feed. And I'm like, okay, they're taking off their clothes. They've got abs. They're doing winks. They're biting their lips. They're talking about fucking and eating pussy. I'm like, wait a minute. What am I watching here? What is this? Yes. And so... It's very, I mean, it's cool. Like there's some where it's like you get, you get beauty influencers and makeup artists and cosplayers and all that kind of stuff. But there is this like 
terrifying part of it where people just kind of go in because you can comment and you can share and there's bullying and there's name calling and people are having to validate what they're saying and there's canceling. So it's just, it's just, it's just a lot. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a, like a recap show where I talk about my favorite TikTok things where there are, yes, there's the thirst traps. There's TikTok celebrities now, which is just terrifying. That's insane. Because, We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who knew that all you had to do was just a fun little arm dance for 15 yeah. seconds to a minute and make $5 million a year. It's, it is so infuriating. First of all, everything you described about mm-hmm. making, you know, if you want to feel bad about yourself, making you the mm-hmm. most surprised person in the world, looking at all these things. That's what we said about Instagram. That's what we said about Snapchat, about Vine, Mm -hmm. about Facebook, going back Uh to the OG, about MySpace, if you really want to go back to the OG. You know what I mean? Well, YouTube, YouTube, when YouTube YouTube started coming out with content creators, it's like YouTube was, you know, um, I remember a network giving a YouTube star a show. Oh, yes. The YouTube stars and Vine stars were getting shows. And by the way, Failing miserably for the most part. Yeah. Because and I remember that network turning on that YouTube star and saying, remember when we did that? What a horrible mistake. Exactly. <laughs> she and saw now, that. <laughs> it's, I mean, now it's like, I mean, just the Vine stars too, which Vines were seven seconds. Yeah. You can make hilarious seven seconds worth of content and you deserve mm-hmm. your own show or you mm-hmm. deserve your own comedy special. Mm-hmm. It is actually incredibly insulting yeah. to a lot of other you know, comedians, actors out there. Now, granted, some people are incredibly talented with what they do. And I lo- I do like watching the, you know, the tutorials on stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it, it's so much. It's like, so now cool people aren't on Facebook anymore. They're on Instagram. And now TikTok is becoming the new Instagram. So soon it's going to be like, oh, just older people are on Instagram and everybody else is on is on TikTok and now Instagram has reels which yeah. is just really stupid. Um, well, it's their version of TikTok. Of course. Of course. Yes. Yeah, cuz that's what they did with Snapchat. They took yes. over they they created Insta Stories which was yep. Snapchat's thing. Yes. And then, you yes. know, we don't know if if TikTok's going to go away and Instagram was like, "Hold my beer, we'll do our own thing." <laughs> So I just like how it's just kind of the, you get the option of doing it because it's very stressful because I was talking to a friend of mine who was a social media, before I started TikTok, I was like, so how do I get on it? And she was like, well, you kind of have to know the platform and you got to create an account. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, now typically you want to do about three to four TikToks a day. And I was like, I'd rather put my hand in my garbage disposal (laughs) and film it. While it's on, which would be a fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I would have all the likes. It, like, yeah. yeah, you would get a show. You wouldn't have a hand, but you would have a show. And that's what these—that's what these guys do. They have there's there's two there's the sway house and the hype house. Okay. Okay. Explain so the these are two different. Um, the sway house is all guys, and they're all content creators. They're all white, and they all have the same haircut. <laughs> The Hype House has um, a different, it's, it's got like a more diverse group. There's guys and girls, it's co-ed, um, very LGBTQ friendly. Right. And, um, but that's their job is they all sit out by the pool. It's terrifying. Jody, 
there's TikToks of them like, hey, look, we're out by the pool hanging out. And it's just a bunch of kids just looking into their phones, doing dances. And you're like, no one's talking to each other because they're so busy just creating, creating, creating content, whatever it is, a challenge, a trend, a whatever it is. It's, it's that like validity. We have to, you know, we have to get the likes. We have to get the, and there's no talent behind it whatsoever. At all. I don't even know how that's interesting. I I don't understand how that's interesting. And maybe that is an age thing. I really, really don't understand how that's interesting. Having said that, I am going to give them a little bit of credit because they obviously put a lot of hours into this and that's a lot of work to build something up. And it takes a lot of, yes, it takes a lot of ambition. And <laughs> I hope they have time for a nap. Yeah. It's I, just exactly. so much work. I don't know where they fit that nap in. Mm. Um, but I mean, honestly, well, they would probably make a TikTok. Like, look, I'm taking a nap. And then it's just people fucking sleeping. Oh, you'd but, be surprised. You'd be I'm surprised sure. what there is. There's just, there's literally TikToks of just a group of kids just staring into the camera. And I'm like, what in the children of the Cornell <laughs> is this? Like, what? why is my soul feeling seen right now? It's terrifying. Because it is. is. And it's just really, I mean. There's a lot of gay baiting. There's a lot of, it's, it's very, it's, it it can be a very toxic place, but I mean, so can all social media. All social media. I mean, I, I really try not to go down any feed. Mm -hmm. Again, the quarantine is like, you know, forces it out of you to like you know forces mm-hmm. you to look at the feed but i mean if you want to swallow a bottle of pills with a bottle of vodka just look at the news feed like just look just you want to end it all that's what you do you scroll down and just <laughs> get it's, ready girl i have been there i have been there it's just and you're like shocked shocked to see like as everyone killing it during the quarantine because everyone looks like they're fucking killing it you have yeah. two types of people the ones that are like i'm ki- that look like they're killing it and the ones that are like just hang in there i'm gonna be in <laughs> nature yeah i've done I, i'm in the middle of that where i'm yes, like I you know too. what i'm gonna go for a hike again where oh the same place i hike every time <laughs> just, we're just gonna go down sunset i think that's considered a hike it's a hike it's definitely yeah. a hike um yeah. I think for me, I mean, I think it's it's so, my whole thing is what a weird experience to get older in the age of social media. Um, mm-hmm. It's like we're watching it in real time, you know, although nobody appears older because of filters and like touch of your appearance and like all mm-hmm. of the pictures that you staged. But you can, I, I mean, that's how I can gauge a lot of times about how old I feel. Like mm-hmm. the reaction I had to TikTok was definitely different than the reaction I had to Instagram, which was mm-hmm. how long ago now? 10 years that Instagram has been like, has it been relevant that long? Probably, years? probably close. Close around there. But I definitely yeah. was like, oh, Instagram's fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Snap, I was like kind of in definitely not as much. But the second I like realized that TikTok was going to be a thing, it was like a guttural reaction where yeah. I'm going to puke. I feel so much pressure. I actually was having like anxiety about yeah. it because for us, it's no longer your talent. It's how many followers. It's how many people like you. Um, and that's what everybody based on, like, do you get hired? Do you get this show? Do you get this based on that? So you have to keep it, you have to keep going. And there's a part of and, me that wants to not keep it going, wants to just be well, like, fuck you. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I actually had a conversation with several of my friends um, 
about it because I was having that same feeling of just anxiety and like what, like, I guess I'm not relevant anymore because I'm not performing. It's been what fucking six months now or whatever. And, you know, people are like, Oh, you just got to keep putting that content out there. You got to keep making that content. I'm like, but I'm fucking depressed. Yes. Yeah. Like it's hard. Yeah. You don't want to make it when you're depressed. There's that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. And, um, uh, I had a friend of mine who was just like, you know, I was like, you know, TikTok and da, 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 da. And my friend was like, Justin, it doesn't fucking matter. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Julia Roberts has like 2 million followers, you know? And then you look at some Instagram thought and, you know, they have their shirt off and here they are with their, their narcissism and their body dysmorphia issues. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, 563 million followers. It's all right. just bullshit. It's like, and that's, and that's, I, I think it's seriously what I've grasped from this is that when I do see those profiles and I do see those videos and whatever of just the same old, same old, same old, like here I am thirsty. Here's my selfie. Here's my <laughs> chest. Here's my abs. I'm like, Oh, you're mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're just as bad as me. <laughs> like we're all in the, we're all in the same boat. We're all depressed. We all want that validation. Like I feel, and I've seen people, like I've seen people on Instagram who I'm like, oh shit, I should probably call them and check in on them because it right. looks like they are unraveling. Right. And so, and I actually, I actually have done that where I'm like, Hey, if you ever need to talk, you know, just let me know. Cause I know what it's like. I know. Yeah. I mean, I live alone. Um, I definitely understand all of my friends. Um, um, we've all been very socially distanced. So yes, I've been living like vicariously through zoom and the occasional bandana hike. Right. <laughs> so. no, I mean, I, look, I get it. And I just, the last podcast I did with Mike Merrill, we were talking mm-hmm. about it and how, how different it is for people that live alone during this quarantine. Like, you yeah. know, for that first five, six weeks, I didn't, you don't touch another human being. You're not touching oh, yeah. anyone else and you're not having any physical contact. The only person you're talking to is Alexa I honestly, when I would tell Alexa to turn on and off my lights, I would thank her afterwards. Like I was like, thank you. Like any sort of like talking. And I found myself feeling a little bit resentful of my friends that were quarantining with someone. Mm -hmm. Not that I I did. I just, I didn't want to have those feelings, but they would be like, all right, I got to go because we're making dinner or we're going to watch, you know, this latest serial killer docuseries together. And I was like, that's that must be so great because I'm literally sitting at home talking to no one. And for us as performers, it is it's crippling. You also said mm-hmm. something that I I've been experiencing. I don't know if you have. It's sleep I mean, paralysis. What? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I, I just thought you were going to say that. Staring I don't know. at the clock <laughs> for twelve hours and wondering where the day went. Um, yes, I've done that. Yes, I have too. Yeah. Uh, I. I experienced, you know, recently, I was fortunate to still be working for the first three months of, Mm -hmm. and I was busy and we were busy, you know, working remotely and getting shows ready for the day that we do go back to shoot. But after that, I went into this weird phase of if I'm not, if I'm not working on the show and I'm not performing, then who the fuck am I? I had Mm -hmm. a strange identity crisis. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know who I am anymore if I'm not doing what I normally do because you mm-hmm. know. I'm single, so yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not somebody's girlfriend. I'm not somebody's wife. I'm not somebody's mother, which is not all your identity, but a lot of people that their identity is wrapped up in that being someone's mother or wife or significant other. So when you're a single person, you put more, you know, most of your energy into your career, into what mm-hmm. you're doing. And mm-hmm. when you're not doing it anymore, like who the fuck, who the fuck am I? Oh yeah. Did you experience that? Oh, every day, every day. Every day. It's, I'm not even like joking. I mean, I, I went through, that's why I kind of created the, the YouTube show. Cause I was just like, I need something to right. do. Yes. And you know, I'm not a big technical person. I wish I, I wish I knew how to like edit and color correct and sound correct and all that stuff, but I don't. So luckily I had a friend of mine, Robbie Vowles, who, you know, who yes. he was like, I was like, let's put, you know, he had all this equipment. I was like, let's shoot some shit and post it. And, and it was fun. And I was like, this is the feeling that I miss. Yes. Um, and then I've done, you know, I, I started my podcast. Um, so it is, it's hard because it's like, you know, I wish I could get in to a real studio and have that crew and everything. But at the same time, it's also taught me like things that I didn't know about, uh, that right. that kind of side of things. Right. But yes, I do. I, 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 sometimes I don't know when I go to sleep. Um, sometimes I'll look at my clock and like four hours have gone by. Yeah. And I'm like, really wait, scary. and I'm like, wait, what just happened? Um, yeah. Sometimes I will just have horrible insomnia. Um, and then, you know, Fridays and Saturdays is when I kind of really have it bad because I'm so used to like either traveling and going on the road yep. or um, being at the comedy store, being at the comedy store and seeing all my friends. And it's just like, wow, at this time, you know, and 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 here we are in summer and it's just like, oh, that was my favorite time. It, you know, is those summer nights at the, at the comedy store, having a cold beer and hanging yes. out with friends. And yes. And um, it's just it's just it sucks because I feel like everything is just, um, it's just canceled. It's everything's canceled. And I was told, um, because I'm on the road with Jim Jeffries, like our whole tour, I just remember when we were making fun of coronavirus. Like, Uh, Yeah, I was too. Yeah, I think our last, because I think I I got it in um, end of January because we were in Washington, D.C. and New Orleans. And I remember we were talking about coronavirus and it was like, and I remember our meet and greet was just, you know, we had the hand sanitizer and stuff and we're like, well, I guess we can meet and greet and hug and whatnot. And then March came and it was like, boom, done, bye. I think for all of us, we were like, oh, it's only going to be a month or two. Right. And it's obviously not. And it's, and it's also not, like we, I think we all thought it's we're gonna be in lockdown for a little bit, and then everything will go back to normal. And now we're realizing everything's not going back to normal. And I don't just mean that in the way we, you know, socialize with people anymore. Our our industries, even though our industry, I truly believe, will be the first to bounce back because people need content. It's different now, and I know of productions that are happening right now, and everything is different, and we have yeah. to adjust. And I'm exhausted you know what oh, I mean? yeah. i'm not i'm not in my 20s i can't just like reinvent myself and like you know what i mean like here i am it's like i didn't i wasn't 
I can't spare a year. And that's basically what we just did. We just like lost a year. You know what I mean? And you just, had oh, a big, yeah. you just had a big birthday this year. <clears throat> yeah. Did Which, I? I know. Yeah. It, well, it's so funny because March 11th is the last day that I was out as well because March 11th was when our show premiered, the funny dance show on oh, E. Right. And so we had this huge, not huge. I mean, um, we have a, a viewing party at the store in the belly room, which is where the show started or right. it originated there like three years ago, I believe. And then the 12th was when I think the store sent out like an email saying like, Hey, we're closing the main room and da, 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 da. Yeah, and I remember I, I got that. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, but the OR is still be open. And I got my spot. I got my so spot I. for the weekend and it was like, you're on it. You're on, a, um, it was like Friday. Friday. It was Friday. In the original room. Too. And I was like, what? I was like, I looked at the lineup and I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And they were like, well, yeah, we had to close the um, the main room. And I was like, well, that's lame. And then I remember that Saturday came around and it was like, nope, everything's closed. I was everything's like, oh, closed. Wow, 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 wow. So this is like a real thing then, huh? I mean, I also I also had a birthday in mm-hmm. in quarantine, which you know. In, I mean, everyone's in, going to. Oh, yeah, everyone's pretty, going pretty to. Pretty much, which is like so depressing. I know. You know what I mean? I don't know if you heard that. That was my um, Alexa um, telling oh. me to stretch, go for a walk, or call a friend because that's oh where we're God. at. We're on yeah, we're on Corona um, notifications. That's where I'm at. Wow. Yeah. So oh this God. is this is calling a friend and. And are you stretching? stretching? Yeah, because I'm stretching. <laughs> I'm stretching my communications. Yeah, you've had a lot of. It was funny right before we started this podcast. You said I have a lot of past credits, which is a very funny. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do, and I and I will talk about each and every one. If I mean, asks. Let, let me ask you because you know I remember when you got passed at the comedy store, and. I remember, you know, you'd only been doing comedy for a very short period of time. You're like, <laughs> yeah, like the last, months. yeah, you're like the last person that Mitzi passed in person. Mm-hmm. I was like two before you, two rounds before you. I re- and I remember, you know, obviously the first spot that you get after that is terrifying. And I remember a lot of people throwing a lot of hate at you because mm-hmm. you weren't even there to like showcase for her. You were just doing a show and she saw you, which is yeah. amazing. It's one of those, you know, stories that everybody dreams about. Just come to Hollywood and show up and you're a star. And I remember a lot of people throwing a lot of hate to you and we were speci- while we were talking in the parking lot and I don't even know if you had a full 15 minutes, which is what oh, no. we have to do. And you were yeah. talking about that and <laughs> we were discussing like, well, you have one of two options. Like, just fucking do it. F- write new material, write as much material as you can, get up there and do it or just not call in for your spots. Because that's what a lot of like jealous comics and hate comic like comics that are throwing hate at you right now. That's what they're hoping you'll do is you'll right. just disappear. Yeah. And you fucking didn't, and you're the epitome of it. Doesn't matter how you get somewhere; it's what you do when you get there. And you fucking right. rose to the occasion. And I'm sure it. I'm sure that could not have been easy. Oh God, no! It was terrifying, and I was gay on top of it. What was Mitzi thinking? I know. It was, it was, it and was. And you weren't gay before that, which is the I, weird I thing. Not, like I up just, until before you got past, you were like hitting, you know, puss on the reg. I know. And, you know, quarantine made me realize that. And um, <laughs> it's, it's just so, it was just so interesting because it was just such a weird time. And it was such a, um, 
especially like with everything that's gone on this summer with <laughs> straight white male comics. Yes. Um, I didn't have that time to, and I still don't have time to just bullshit. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of it was, it was just, I don't have time to like try and fit in with the click. And I, I'm not in right. fucking high school anymore. Yeah. I don't have time to, I'm going to try and get this puss, you know, it's just, it's just <laughs> gross. It made me like all that stuff that happened yeah. with said names. Yes. Um, it made me go, Oh God, thank God. I didn't like try and like fit in with those losers. Like well, you, I mean, even if you tried to fit in with them, you wouldn't, you, you would never, that's not your personality. And it's I'm not, not my personality. And it, I'm it, not it, saying, it, you know, the ac- accusations are true. I can only tell you my experience, you know, with that. And I feel fortunate where I didn't experience a lot of things that some other, you know, mm-hmm. younger female comics experience coming up. I think by the time I got to LA, I'd already been doing comedy in New York for three years and I had a rougher exterior. So yeah. I definitely, I'm sure I gave off that don't fuck with me vibe. Yeah. But having yeah. said that, I definitely did a lot of road gigs where I was, you know, hosting, um, and you'd hear that, you know, like, oh, we got to share a room. Sorry, we don't have yeah. enough, but, you know, we don't have oh, enough right, budget. Oh, right, right, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Or or a lot of flirtation going on in certain clubs where it's easier just to flirt back because you don't, you know, you don't want to be called a bitch or you don't want people talking bad, you know, badly about you because you want to make sure you still get spots. I mean, that's definitely something that goes through, you know, our minds all the time as female oh, yeah. coming up. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. Mine was very similar where it was like, I had it where everyone just, every man thought that I wanted to have sex with them, which was very weird because I had to like, look at some of these guys and be like, you're a four. Like, like, what are you talking? Like, I'm not blind. Like, relax, dude. Like, no. And especially like when I went on the road, it would be like, you know, if I was in, in, if I was say, say the club booker or something was like in the room alone with me, you could, I could tell how like nervous they were. They'd be like, Oh, he's going to try and blow me. And then, you know, even, even at the store too, I had to deal with people, you know, calling me a fag to my face and, oh and, and, and being like, Oh, well you, you wouldn't get it. You're gay. And I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and, seriously. And I have, I mean, I seriously had to get into that same mode as you, is the, the don't fuck with me. Right, don't like, fuck with me. Because I will ruin you, and that yeah. will be a bad day for you. I mean, I wish, I hope people that are listening to this, if there are any out there that would even, you know, have that strange flirtation with a woman that makes her uncomfortable or any kind of, like, mm-hmm. unwanted attention. I hope they just heard that, like, any guy out there that's, a, that closed-minded homophobic sitting in a room with someone who happens to be gay thinking, oh, God, I hope he doesn't try to blow me. Now yeah. I want you to think about how a woman feels like every day that yeah. she's alone with a guy. Like that's, I hope they feel that and know like, that's what we feel like all the time. You know what I mean? And you're way more open about it. Like uh, with the sexual comments or, you know what I mean? Like the inappropriate extra long hugs, Mm -hmm. like all of that. Like I have a thing, honestly, where for a long period of time, I would sit like at the beginning of the C word, like as you're coming in and I'm checking you in, my arms are crossed. I want everybody to like imagine who can't see right now, who are just listening to this. My arms are crossed. What about this 
body language tells you I want to be hugged right now. And I specifically do that because, <laughs> because like seriously, because I, that's, I don't want to be hugged. Guess how many people still come in and hug me? Arms crossed and everything. I'd say seven out of 10. They don't mm-hmm. even read it. I don't even get up out of my seat. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. and my arms are crossed and somebody walks in there like, hey, and then they uh, just wrap their arms around you. I'm like, get your mitts off me. There's nothing more awkward than like a seated hug. Seated you're just hugs. like, it, it's cool. just like when they lean down and it's like. It's mm. so uncomfortable. And then you like, then your cheeks like brush against each other. It's like, I don't, I didn't Ugh. even get that close. You're in your head. It's really weird. What makes me laugh is that going back to the, uh, being alone in a room with yeah. a guy. Um, it makes me laugh because I'm talking like the most hetero male. Right. It could be like the, the burliest, the, the, you know, right. like, um, and just watching them be so um, triggered and so impacted and so like like questioning everything they believe in with me. I'm not a threatening person. I'm tall. I've got great skin and a great jawline and amazing hair. Really, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so funny when people are just so intimidated by their own masculinity. Yes. And I even remember one night I was with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan looks at me in the face and he was like, you were the weirdest gay guy I've ever met. And I was like, and I looked at him and I go, same. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I go, why would you even say that? Yeah. But and what I'm did like, you mean by that? Yeah. I'm like, you post pictures of you in the sauna, bro. Like, how gay is that? <laughs> how gay is that? I'm like, I don't even do that. I know you don't. You really yeah. don't. Um, <laughs> you, my, one of my favorite stories, though, is about what was it like your girlfriend who like still doesn't know that like you guys like broke <laughs> up. Like you just, you just literally like left her and mm-hmm. she's still like to this day she might like. So here's your opportunity basically to let her know that you guys are no longer dating if you want to like. Oh, I know. Her. I mean, I feel like the last the last time I saw her, um, she was putting on my makeup for a Midsummer Night's Dream. And- um, was, You guys were still together at this point, officially? Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, and she was, and I trusted her with my makeup. She was doing my makeup for a play that I was in. Right. <clears throat> she had I mean, no idea, no She had no idea. clue, no. no clue. I was a, I played the king of the fairies, Oberon, and Midsummer You played Night's the Dream. king of the fairies. Yeah, she, I know. Okay. okay. She didn't know. <laughs> Still doesn't know to this day. Um, and then, yeah, I, I we never, it was so weird because it was never any closure. It was just assumed. We were just like, all right, uh, okay, bye. Do you want to tell and her just, now? Do you want to tell her now on this podcast? Uh, yeah. You change your um, name to protect the innocent. Okay, yeah, Ashley. Just call her really Karen. S- Karen, I'm really, <laughs> really sorry. Um, I'm sure you have a family and a husband. Um, it wasn't my summer. It wasn't my summer, um, and it was it was me, not you. But I'd like to think it was you, not me. Um, well, it yeah, was hope- kind of her. When people say it was that kind too. of her. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, it's like back back then in the in the in the early two thousands, it wasn't like sex was not discussed as much as it is now. We all knew what it was. We all talked about losing your virginity and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, there was no 
you know, dick pics weren't a thing. Oh, God, um, no. Thank um, God. Thank God we, ha- we did not grow up then. Thank, I mean, now. Thank God we're not growing up now. I mean, oh, my God. All I had was a um, an ambiguous screen name in an AOL chat room. That's really all it was. And I just kind of went with that. And I went into, like, uh, uh, chat rooms. And, and, and that's when I kind of got to experiment with, like, being sexual and talking to somebody because right. my parents didn't do it for me. Friends were just very like, oh yeah, blowjobs and handjobs. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like I didn't, there was no like, there was no like explain. I didn't right. have a, you know, go on. It was They just, didn't have TikTok where you could see it, where you could have a blowjob right. tutorial. Yeah. Or like see what an orgasm was or like anything like that. And so you know, college was that for me. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sucked because I went from being straight to being bi to it's a phase to it's gay to what am I this semester? <laughs> and it's like it when just, you change your majors. It's like yeah, changing your I, major. I couldn't imagine being uh, and and I couldn't imagine being that college freshman now being like, well, I guess I'm not gonna figure it out this semester. <laughs> <laughs> because school's on Zoom now. I don't know. Oh, my God. I feel bad for, oh, God, kids starting college and kids that just graduated high school. Like, what a ter- Remember, my senior year was so much fun in high school. Yeah. What a memorable. And I know it's not like that for everyone, but for a lot of people, it is memorable. And a lot of people that just want to graduate, you know, like, they didn't even get that. They got drive-by graduation, Ugh. which is just, ugh. I mean, I know. just uh, and my birthday was actually on the first day that California got officially locked down. March. 20th. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. March 20th was when everything was like, Poof, and I had plans. Yes. I had plans that week. And then the actual birthday was a Friday. Actual birthday. It was like a group of my friends Zoom calling me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's so, it was so depressing. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, they're like, Hi. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what is this Brady Bunch hell I'm in? It's like, yeah, we're going to have to do everything. We're going to do everything over again. Everything has to get mm-hmm. over again. Um, what are some of, honestly, like your biggest disappointments in this industry? What is it? Here's the thing. It's like you book something in this town mm-hmm. and everyone is like, oh my God, congratulations. It's like, oh my God. And of course you're excited and you have that sense of like, oh my God, yes, yes. Uh But in the back of your mind, you know, you're, you're just waiting because, you know, I have to be so cautiously optimistic now because you let yourself get so excited about stuff that is seemingly foolproof. It's a go. You're the person. It's happening. You're on the shit. It's going to be a big thing and it goes away. And when then one thing goes away, they all go away. And then it's like, you're gone. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so devastating. There's no other industry where that happens. Um, I mean, I obviously know my, I have a lot of them, but you know, my major, you know, AGT was a major. Oh God. Yeah. I remember that for you. That was terrible. It was, it was so bad. It was, I fell so hard to the ground that I almost didn't get up again. It was one of those yeah. where I was like, well, this is the universe telling me to stay down. You're uh-huh. not, you're not hearing me. What did yeah. you have? Have you had a moment like that? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely went through that phase of um, being constantly put through the ringer at E where it was like, we're testing you for this pilot. We're testing you for this pilot. We're testing you for this pilot. Call back, call back, call back, pilot, 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 call back. I mean, remember when I, I remember when I worked for funny, you should ask, it was like, Hey, I got to go. Cause I yes. have this audition you did, yes. and you're like another one. And I'm like, yeah. And it was just so, 
it was just so it messed with my head, obviously, because I'm right. like, I have to put in this work for for the show that I'm working on. But right. at the same time, I kind of have to like focus right. on this so I can possibly book that. Right. You were testing. And for those of you All that are listening the right now. Fucking time. Yes. For those of you listening right now that don't know <clears throat> that you don't understand, like testing is you're almost there. You are basically like at the door Mm -hmm. and about to get the job. So it's super close. It takes a lot. It's a lot of steps to get to that, to that place. And when you get to that place and they're like, Oh, we're going to go with somebody else. It's heart crushing. Cause you're just like, not only have I spent, not only have I risked my other job, yes, but I've risked my gas money and I've risked my, you know, my sanity and, and my time, I'm sitting in a waiting room looking at all these other people going, who the fuck are you losers? Right. And, <laughs> and then you know it comes I mean. down to like, sometimes it's like, it gets down to like you and like one other person. Yeah. It's and- like, it's like me and a potted plant and they go, <laughs> and they, and they go with the potted plant. Sorry. We're going to go with the potted um, plant. Yeah, um, yeah, sorry, we just see a better future <clears throat> with them. Um, and, uh, it, I, so I went with that. I went through the ringer with that. I want to say my biggest disappointment, honestly, is probably the whole um, um, Chelsea Lately incident. That right. was like my biggest, my biggest disappointment, my biggest regret, my biggest kick in the ass that kind of made me go, hey, you need to be professional. Um, and my whole, and my, I think my, my, my fallout with Whitney Cummings also, um, not that we really had a fall in, but it was just, you know, Share she kinda, story, break up, like, <clears throat> okay. So it was at the height of Chelsea lately when Chelsea lately was just, you know, the shit, every comic wanted to be on Chelsea yes. lately. Were you yes. on it? Did you know? I know yeah. I did not. I, we tried many, many times and yeah. that's a longer story for a different podcast. Yeah. So every comic was on Chelsea Lately, and you have not made it as a comic unless you're on Chelsea Lately, which yeah. now is just TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so I remember um, I had – my manager at the time was just like, you know, we're going to get you on Chelsea, and I was like, badass. And I remember for some weird reason, um, I had opened for Whitney in San Francisco one time, and right. I remember we had such a really good time – and um, I remember her calling Tommy, who was the, the, um, the talent at the coordinator at the store. Yeah. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, Justin's great. She's like, I don't think I'm going to have to have him open for me anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's a fucking red flag right there. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> and so then afterwards, she called me up. And she was like, hey, I want you to come meet me for lunch because I want to have I have an idea to run by you. And I was like, sure. So we went down to some vegan restaurant, um, uh, Real Food Daily to be exact. And she was like, hey, I'm doing this talk show with um, E and I would love for you to be my co-host. And I was like, what? By the way, when you hear something like that. Yeah. The, you know, the earth stops, time stops for a few seconds because that's what we all, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, not you have not you have to audition for this. No. Is, and I want you to be this. Per- and you're like, oh, my God. It was just straight up like, here we are. We're shooting a pilot. Um, we think you'd be so great. You, uh, you're gay. We want that, like, kind of that that sass with Whitney and da 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 da. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking awesome. So I was like, yeah, I'm totally down. This was going to be her talk show called Love You Mean It, yep. which debuted after Chelsea. Yep. And so um, I 
went to a taping of Chelsea because they were going to um, test me for a panel on Chelsea to get me on the, the round table, you right. know? And my friend Fortune was on it. Everybody was on it. Yes. Everybody, everybody who was a comic at that time was on the right. show. Except for me. Okay. And me. <laughs> and so I remember meeting Chelsea. Like I walked in the back and Chelsea was there. And I was like, hi, I'm Justin. I'm such a huge fan. And she looks me in the face. And the first thing she says to me was, you're gay, right? And I was <laughs> like, ew. So... And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I knew it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I just thought it was so, like, gross. Right. Yeah. And I'm professional. But mm-hmm. I played along with it because it was like, ha, this is Chelsea. And ha, ha, ha. Right. Um, so afterwards, she's like, hey, you know, I want you to come to my Christmas party. So I'm like, okay, oh, my God, this is it. This is it. So we go to the Christmas party. Whitney and I ride together with her boyfriend at the time. We go to this hotel in Santa Monica, and it's literally this bar. I'm so nervous because I don't know anyone there except for, like, comics. And other comics are just kind of looking at me like, why the fuck is he here? Because I hadn't been on the show yet. Right. So all these managers and agents, very suit and tie, Christmas formal party, sponsored by Belvedere Vodka. What -hmm. could go wrong? (laughs) So I'm literally at the bar just drinking and 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 drinking until I'm, until everyone, everyone is just crossed over. Everyone is blackout drunk except for Chelsea because she was dating 50 Cent at the time and he had not shown up yet. So she was sober waiting on him. So everyone's like, she's a fun drunk. She's a terrible sober person. And I'm like, great. (laughs) So we all start dancing. We all start just getting filthy and I'm, you know, I'm cutting up. I'm da- like, I'm so drunk that I'm dancing to the black eyed peas at this point. Oh my God. And Justin. P- I know how gross. And so, ma'am. I mean, to the point, ma'am, indeed, <laughs> to the point where people are like walking around and just pouring, like we're in fucking, um, Tijuana. Like they're just bending just our heads back. Throat. Yep. Yeah. And just pouring it. And, it gets to the point where all of a sudden I remember talking to Chelsea and seeing her. And then the next thing I knew, I woke up in my bed, not hung over at all, which was very, very strange. So that's the last thing you remember Yes, is walking up to her. Yes. And, 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 and having a conversation with her. And then right. the next so you do thing remember I, talking to her. Yes. And I remember, um, Waking up like Snow White, like, oh, what a wonderful party. <laughs> and I remember texting Whitney and I was like, oh my God, thank you so much again. That was so much fun. Da, 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 da. And she texts back, woof. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you got thrown out. And I was like, what? Whoa. And I said, well, for what? And she didn't know. She's like, I don't know. I I have no idea. But yeah, you were asked to leave and da, 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 da. And I'm like, Oh my God. So afterwards I went home. Um, I'm staying with my mom for Christmas and that next day Christmas episode had aired and and Chelsea in her monologue was like, for the first time ever in Chelsea lately history, I kicked a drunk guy out of my Christmas party. And it shows a picture of me. Well, the lower half of my face, actually it's my nose down to my jaw and Whitney has Chelsea's thong in her mouth. And I'm like, wait, how is this worse? Which, by the way, you actually have been on 
Chelsea. Yes, actually, yes, yes. <laughs> so and you so, have. And so what, which spiraled into the worst three, I want to say three and a half, four years of my life because nobody gave me an answer. Everybody unfollowed me. Everybody, oh God. I was blacklisted by the talent booker of that show. Um, nobody would give me the time of day over a fucking Christmas party. It wasn't right. like I was on television wasted. It wasn't right. like, so in my head and in my heart, I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Right. I know did I'm you a good light person. a baby on fire at the Christmas party? I questioned it. I actually, that I was like, did I hurt somebody? Did right. what happened? And so finally, I remember Fortune was a, Fortune got cast or got hired as a writer. And I was like, you have to, like, I was like, congratulations, but you have to find out (laughs) what I did at the Christmas party. So finally, Fortune was going around. She talked to Sarah Colonna. She talked to Heather McDonald. And finally, Heather was just like, oh, yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, he was just drunk and Chelsea wasn't having it. And I was like, that's it? I was like, this is coming from someone who based their career off being a raging alcoholic and admitted it. Like I have to like lose all these opportunities. So I would follow Whitney around at the comedy store parking lot and be like, so Whitney about that show, like, what are we doing? She would straight up ignore me. She would straight up not even give me the time of day. And finally I was like, Hey Whitney, are we still? And she's like, Oh yeah, they're going with Julian McCullough. So uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. So, and I'm like, this bitch threw me under the fucking bus. I knew it. I knew it. I was like, wow. She just didn't want to be associated with me. I was like, we rode out there together. We went to the party together, but no. And I was like, that's one of my biggest, biggest regrets. And I even went through manager after manager after manager after manager. And they were all like, we got to get you on Chelsea. We got to get you on Chelsea. And I was like, good luck. Right. And then I remember, um, I think it was right before Chelsea ended where, um, I was like, uh, uh, my manager at the time was just like, yeah, I'm trying to get you on Chelsea and uh, Michael Cox, who was the, yep. Yep. I'll, I'll say his name. I will say his name. <laughs> he was like, yeah, Justin will never be on Chelsea lately. And my manager was like, well, why not? And they were like, he knows what he did. And I'm like, no, I really, I really don't know. And so it turns out I was just blacklisted because of a incident at a Christmas party, which is really, really, really fucked up. And the it's- fact that I found out it took me three and a half to four years to figure that out. I mean, it was brutal psychological damage. Yeah, of I mean, course Especially it is. because everyone's looking at you. And I remember, oh, I remember even being brought up on stage. There was, a, there was like that, those three, four years where people didn't know what my credits were and they were just making it up. They were like, you've seen him on Chelsea lately. And I'm uh, like, oh my God. No, you have not seen me on Chelsea lately. Well, and like, oh, from well, the we nose just, down. From the nose down. No. It's so yeah, that was one of my biggest disappointments because it it it, it not only disappointed my me and myself, it disappointed other people's actions. Right, like like when you think somebody has your back in this business, how quickly they can turn on you. Of course, and just not give a fuck. Like like. Yeah. Are you helping me? Are you doing anything for my career? No? Okay, well then why should I give a shit? Right. That's it exactly showed, yes. It showed me the 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 vileness and the the disgusting aspects of the human spirit. 
Yeah. And, and especially, yes, especially in this I, industry. Yeah. And I know that I'm not the only one that that happened to. I right. now know several people, I'm not going to mention them, of, of course, but um, that that same thing happened to you're one of them. I mean, it happened with you yep. in the same sense of, but just a different aspect. Yes. Like, I was also told that I would never be on it. And when I found out the reason why it, it wasn't accurate. Um, right. I was oh, told, yeah. yeah. I was told that I did a show with Chelsea, like a live show and she didn't like me and that never happened. I've never mm-hmm. done a show with her. I've mm-hmm. never ever done a live show with her. So I was like, well, I yeah. think then she's mis- you know, mistaken. Like it's probably uh-huh. someone else. And everyone was like, nope, it's you. It's definitely. And I'm like, no. So eventually it's like, you have to stop asking why that was the whole yes. takeaway. And also, you know what? Maybe they just didn't like my humor. It's comedy subjective. That's totally fine. I don't think that's obviously not the case with you, but again, it's like, it was a Christmas party. I, I, I don't know what you said to her, but in any I'm pretty sure it was along the lines of like, thank you so much. I'm having such a wonderful time. Right. I don't care how shit faced I am. I'm not going to lose my manners. Right. No, you know, I'm not going to yes. call her a cunt to her face and then be like, Merry Christmas. Right. But once this pandemic's over and there's a Christmas party, you better believe you better what I'm going to be saying believe to her it. face. Um, <laughs> I want to be there for that, by the way. And I, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a TikTok out of that. Um, please do. But I, I feel like there is, it's that, it's that very like opportunist, opportunist, um, toxic environment that we kind of surround ourselves in where it's like, you we know, do. that's why I think these clicks form. And I think that's where it's like, everyone kind of turns a blind eye to certain things yeah, because they want to still be included in the group, no matter how bad the behavior of a, of a, a, a friend is. Yes. I mean, no. getting voted, well, getting voted, I didn't even get voted. I just got mm-hmm. removed from America's Got Talent after I had such a phenomenal audition. In fact, they used- Girl, you got a standing ovation. Yes, by everyone yeah. and the four judges. And they used my they used my audition and show comics that are trying to get on the show now. So I have two comics that were trying to get on the show two years ago and they were like, they use your audition as a what to do to get through the judges. And I'm like, it's so gross. It's so gross. Yeah. And the reason that I got eliminated was that I wasn't a mom. And it's so like, what? It, it doesn't even, it, and it also, it, you know, it was like when I found out that that was the reason, it was such a, it hurt so much more because I was trying to get pregnant before that right. and stopped to be on the show. So it was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. But having said that, I I learned a lot from that. And I would not be where I'm at now, whether it would be better or worse, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be where I'm at now if things had gone differently on that show. Of course, I look back at like all the missed opportunities as mm-hmm. you do, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But you're killing it. I mean, you really <laughs> are killing it. You, you're so incredibly talented and well, so good you. at what you do. And you're on an upward cycle. And I truly- I hope so. You totally are. And I have to believe that- that that happened for a reason. Yes, I, I agree in that. It just put a damper on um, a friendship that I thought was going to blossom. And so right. even, I mean, I, I want to even say before, um, before we even got locked down, I remember I had to bring 
Whitney up on stage and I hadn't talked to her in years. Um, and so I, uh, uh, no, 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 sorry. Whitney brought me up on stage. Oh, okay. And so she was like, who's next? And you know, Jeff, the piano player was like, Justin, she's like, Martindale. And, and he's like, yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, I love this guy. He's like a brother to me. Um, he's so great. I'm actually going to sit back and watch him because he is just so fantastic. And you're going to think he's fantastic too. Give it up for Justin Martindale. And I got up on stage and I was like, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> and so I go, hold on really quick. And I go, Whitney, are you still here? Crickets. And I go, thought so. Okay. I was like, she didn't stay in the back and watch me. No. I was like, nice try. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> So you just have to kind of like put all that bullshit aside. And I, I even told her, I was like, look, and all that shit that happened with us years ago, I've totally, let's move on. I would yes. like to be a friend with you, but like, no matter what, it just makes something just always makes it weird. And I've, and I've tried, and I'm just at that point now where I'm like, I have my friends, I have my, my people that I can confide in stuff. I have my people that I can trust and actually have a friendship with. And right. I'm just tired of trying to be everybody else's friend. If it doesn't, if it's not a match, it's not a match. Sorry. No. I think when you first started in this, in this business too, you try to be a friend with everyone. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You want to be well, like, I feel like that's, yes. well, yeah. Everyone's like, this is a family and we all get along. And yeah, but ju- it's like a dysfunctional family. It's like it's most a, families, yeah. it's incredibly dysfunctional and you've got mm-hmm. all of those different elements all rolled up in, in that family and you see them mm-hmm. a lot and not usually, and I mean, it's, what we do is very ego based. You know what right, I mean? I right, love, right. I love how much work we do on ourselves and how like my therapist can say like, stop looking, you know, outward for validation. And I'm like, yeah, but bitch, that's what I do. Like if mm-hmm. I don't get the validation on stage, I'm not doing my job. If they're not mm-hmm. laughing you know, and telling me, oh, that's funny. So it's like that, you know, balance between being able to be on stage looking for the validation from the audience like yeah you like this bit or you don't like that bit and then getting off stage and turning it off like I don't need someone else to tell me I'm great to know that I'm great like that comes from me I mean you can have that on stage too and be like I'm gonna do this joke because I fucking think it's funny and I totally do that but for the most part you're doing if you do something that never gets a laugh the audience is not telling you this is a funny joke you will stop doing it for the most part you know what I mean yeah Exactly. So, quick. Yeah, pretty quick. So, I mean, you want the validation from, from you know, we're in this industry all about, you know, people liking us on social media. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all we're doing is looking mm-hmm. at how many people like us, how many people are following us. But so it's really hard to just be like, but I validate myself. And then that's it's like, the thing. That's the thing. I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's who gives a shit how many people are following you. You're right. I'm doing my job. If you want to get on board of this train, hop on. Yeah. But like, don't, it's, it's, if you, if, if, if my content is not enough, is not amusing enough to you. Right. So be it. Go right. somewhere else. But those, the numbers should not be a thing. The numbers. They should not be a thing, but they are. The number, all you need is one. Numero uno, yourself. That's it. And it sounds cheesy, but that's all it is. And especially during a pandemic, it's all I have right now. This has really taught me who my friends are, who I um, love, and who I cannot see for a certain amount of time, and 
pick up the phone and pick up right where we left off. And you've always been one of those friends with me. And I appreciate that. But it's like, you know what, you know, it's like you, you truly respect and love the friends that you care about because you know, they're all going through the same shit you are. Yes. And no matter what what you see, they're all going through it. And no matter what it is, like all the shit that we're seeing online, politics politics and sex and, and, and disasters and all in between, um, everyone's kind of dealing with that and dealing with not working and whatever. And if, and if you are doing it, go for it. Congrats, more power to you. But the last right. thing I need right now is another comic <laughs> who I don't really have a relationship with being like, you were so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bitch, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I know. It's so it's, yes, that's like what's been so infuriating about that. I was reminded by uh, a good friend that I need to stop waiting for my ship to come in because mm-hmm. I am the ship. You are the motherfucking ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think when we start this career, that's all we do is we just wait for that ship to come in. and wait for my, you know what I mean? No, we are the ship. Mm-hmm. Fucking take care of you. Do things that make you happy. And I think that this whole pandemic is a hard reset for a lot of people. I know a lot of people that are leaving Los Angeles or have already left, starting new careers. And maybe that will be the best thing that ever fucking happened for them. You know, so it's... They need that snap, that that cataclysm to just be like, okay, let's go, you know? And I know a lot of people who have ended their relationships. I know a lot of people who have started families it's like Mm -hmm. my brother's getting married in october and i'm just like why why are you doing this and he's (laughs) like well because we want to get married and on 10 10 20 and i'm like let's just not how about we how about we wait until we can actually like it's just like we want to get married we got to get it i'm like just chill out yes Uh, you know um my ex-co-host is pregnant now from you know oh my god yeah, from uh, from E. It's like, and that was a that was a um, a huge thing that she wanted to do. But right again, I couldn't imagine a a like getting married and or having a child in quarantine. It's just like, although ah! I feel like having a child in quarantine is the best way to have it. You don't have to go. On I leave. guess so. You don't yeah. have to go on leave. You can just yeah. fucking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You come out of the quarantine and your kids, you know, in junior high. I mean, it's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> a nice bathtub water birth, and then all of a sudden they're in sixth grade wearing masks, oh, six God. feet apart from Time their friends. Just flew by just like that. Um, well, this has been <sighs> so good. My God, please tell everyone where they can find you. And by the way, I'll have all my information in the bio. So tell everyone where they can find you. Yes, please find me because validation matters. If we've learned anything from this podcast. And it's all about how many people like me and follow me. Please follow me. Everything's fine. I mean, I'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can find me on Instagram at Justin Martindale and you can find me on Twitter at Just Martindale and make sure to listen to my podcast. Yes. Glittering Garbage on Spotify and iTunes. I'm, it depends. It depends what the week is. But I do I mean, that with seriously. my with my friend and comic Justine Marino, and um, you can also uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel TikTok with Justin Martindale until the um, government decides that it's over. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Until yes, but then you'll be on Reels on. Um, it'll be real. Talk it'll be Reels talk. <laughs> Reels talk with Justin. Oh, God.
Uh, and then, yeah. And then, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then, the and then the next thing. thing, and then the next thing. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank you to thank everybody. You. Of course, my God. Thank you for everybody you, for listening. Please subscribe, review it, like it. Please like it. And if you don't Please. like it, fuck you. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. My name is Jody Miller, and remember, don't fucking call me, ma'am. Yay!